Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all the decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. This is Marty Oakley, the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the DS Radio Network. Good evening, everyone. That was the beautiful Marty Oakley's voice. For those who do not know, she passed away unexpectedly on April 1st, but there were many of us who are carrying her torch, and it is a complete honor to be here tonight on her radio network on the 13-year anniversary of her first show. We did air the first show last week in the archives, and we re-aired it, and it's it was just as relevant for today as it was 13 years ago. But I am so very honored and excited to be welcoming Liz Rizzo to celebrate the 13-year anniversary of Marty Oakley and TS Radio Network. And Liz, thank you so much for coming, and we're doing something really special with TikTok. Do you want to let everyone know what we're doing? Well, tonight we're doing a live radio show, as she said, and I've got people on the screen, and I'm going to give you a phone number if you want to call in and talk to her. I don't answer the phone, but she does. There's your number. It's 917-388-4520, and this is this is it. great. This is different. We're doing it first time, and I've got a bobblehead doll of Rusty Warren right here. Knockers up. There you go. Thank you for watching. And give me some give me some love. Oh my goodness. Thank you, everyone. I thought we would just pick up with I know you've been on for a few times before, but if you want to give a brief little history of what's happened uh since you've been on the show and maybe for first time listeners, what happened to Rusty Warren and brag about the famous Rusty Warren and who she was. If you want to just give oh, we- us a quick recap. the cover of one of her books, the picture of her, and this is Rusty Warren in her pink show gown. She was a comedian. She started in 1958, and she made seven gold albums. She did comedy. She talked about sex and marriage and things women weren't talking about then. She talked about how they liked sex. They weren't even telling the person they were doing it with that they liked it. So she spoke for women. Yeah, so that was basically in she paved the way for women comedians to get up and, and talk because the men were only talking like that before. And may I add, she never used the four letter word, the F word, which now would be part of the everyday language. Wow. Wow. Right. And she's got a lot of songs that were super popular back in the day. Didn't she? Right. Right. 
Not, yep, Knockers yeah. Up was uh, Bounce Your Boobies. Yep, there were lots of songs. And she worked in Vegas. She had the showroom record in Vegas for 20 years. Really? She, yep, yep, she broke all the records. Years? Yeah. 20, 20 years. years. 20 I didn't years. know that. Yeah, and she made oh $30,000 a week. That would, that would be nice. <laughs> you know, she, she, um, oh she did God. very well. Yeah. So she so paved the way for... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, my. Well, now those that's like the big... Like, they'll have Celine Dion doing that. What do they call that? A residency. She was like the first person doing a residency in Las Vegas. Absolutely. You know, I never thought of it that way, but she did have... A, she had a house. And when she wasn't there working, she rented it to, I believe, uh, Phyllis Diller, to Tom Jones. Uh, I, I found all the um, contracts, the rental contracts. I still have the rental contracts of her renting the homes out. So that was that was pretty wow. cool. Yeah, so wow, that was wow. awesome. Did you ever get to meet Phyllis Diller and some of these famous comedians from way back then? Not from way back then, but the newer ones, like Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, Oh um, my God! Yeah, she was. Oh, she was off. I met her before her career started. I met her in Phoenix at really? a comedy club. Yeah, she was so funny and so smart. And I'm, I'm saying that because I went almost every week. We got invited to critique the new comedians. So Rusty and I would go, and I walked up to Ellen at the bar and said, "You know what? You are going to be a huge star." I just knew it. And then I saw her about eight years later and you know she became a big star and she saw us again and she <laughs> she remembered that it's kind of funny she said you did you predicted oh. it I said no you know I mean she was oh she was funny and she she attributed yeah. her ability to get out there and do what she did to Rusty paving the way oh my gosh that's so huge yeah, so because Ellen Ellen, does, I can remember, I, I mean, this was probably 15 years ago, I took my kids to Disney, and Ellen is, like, on so many of the different rides, like, yeah. she's, like, the speaker on the different rides. She's so she's much awesome. fun. She is oh fun. She is goodness. fun. Yeah, wow. no, it, you know, I got to meet a lot of stars, like Sammy Davis and Bob Hope, uh, through Rusty and then through the, the work that I did, but, um, yeah. It was it was fun. It was a you know it was a fun life and it's still a fun life. But back then it was it was pretty special. I got to meet uh, Siegfried and Roy, um, some of the big Vegas wow. stars. Yeah, that, that was funny. And party with them. You know, it was kind of a common thing to we had big parties at the house and you know Rip Taylor would come over or you know whoever happened to be you know in the area at the time. So yeah, so that's that what is- we did. That is so amazing. And are you thinking about writing a book about all this? I already wrote a book, actually. Um, I wrote Rusty's biography. Yeah, I did. I wrote a book. It's on Amazon. Rusty Warren, The Knockers Up Gal. And that's what my TikTok name is. It's an awesome book. Let me see how many pages. It's a few hundred pages. (laughs) It's a lot of pages. 274 pages. $20. That's it. Can you believe that? You get a, a, a big book with pictures, got pictures in it, oh. glossy cover. Yeah, wow. I, I actually wrote several Rusty Warren books. So I did write that, you know, about her. I did a cookbook, Cooking in the Kitchen. It's called Rusty Warren's Sensational Recipe Cookbook. Eat, laugh, and love in the kitchen 
with a knockers up gown. And I sell that on Amazon and it's it's reasonable. Yeah. It's, wow. I've made, I've made it as low priced as I could. And now we're right. working on Amazon merchandise and um, you know, just trying to get myself back into a normal mode after what happened in the courts with the guardianship. Yeah. Do you want to share an update? Because that's pretty much what brought us together is, unfortunately, guardianship. I think that's the only positive thing about guardianship are all the friends that you're going to make. And I have made made some of my, my best friends in the world, including Marty Oakley. If it wasn't for the evil things that a judge did to my family, I wouldn't know everybody, and I probably wouldn't even be here right now. And so that is really the silver lining in this very, very horrible criminal enterprise that's going on in our court systems. But if you want to give a quick up, all of our listeners are pretty familiar with guardianship. But if you want to share, I mean, people should realize that no one is safe. You just heard who Rusty Warren was, a very famous person, and this happened to her. No one is safe. And, Liz, if you would just quick, quick, let us know what happened to Rusty and and the conclusion of everything. Okay, well, you know, Rusty and I put together a trust about 40 years ago, so we, we thought we were safe from any of this. We really thought we had it, and we did. The trust did, in the end, protect. But caregivers essentially got together and made up a fake restraining order, which got cleared in the court. It was proven that it was fake. Uh, they, they admitted to it. Of course, nothing happened to them. But in this case with Rusty, they were trying to take away her state. And tragically, what they did was through the courts, because the money that was used for the case was her money and my money together to, to fight these people. And we lost because of the restraining order and the pandemic. And they felt she was safer, you know, going back to her friend's house, who was a, a good friend of hers. And, um, but, but, but what, it, what happened is they lied to the courts. The, the judge was horrible in Tucson. His name is, I don't know. Yeah. His name. Yeah, he was horrible. And, and I, I told him, I said, you don't, you, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, he really didn't. I said, they drugged her, you know, uh, these caregivers who were our friends, drugged her. They forged yeah. her name. This all came out in court, but people get away with it. They got away with it. And I, well, mostly got away with it because I went back to court after they had her and got her removed for the second time with the police. And they are never allowed to see her again. So that was worth going back and doing that. I cleared my name and the judge ordered that I could see Rusty, but they said no. They would not let me talk to her. Her lawyer was Stephanie Stoltland, nasty, nasty woman. She's been reprimanded um, for, she had some, uh, she did some bad things. And as a lawyer, she was reprimanded by the state of Arizona and I think another state. So yeah, she pretty much said, no, you're not going to talk to her. I'm sorry. You know, and, and that was, that was the, the tragic thing. They, they took something from me that I will never get back again. I will never be able to talk to her again. And I did have many conversations prior to this because I had her for six months and I recorded and videotaped with her knowledge, what was really going on. And they never, let her go to court. And that's what happens with these guardianship cases. They don't let that person go into court and express their wishes. They strip their rights away. And that's what they did to Rusty. They stripped the rights away. And 
took, she couldn't vote, she couldn't drive, and anything. <coughs> Excuse me. The Guardian got to determine what happened. It, I'm drinking some tea. Yeah. It, so it, it, that but, seems to be how we hear it go down. And I have to think, yeah. in my opinion, are the judges part of this? Because how did they let this happen? It always, like, I, I don't have to I, I don't know. that. You know, I don't, I don't want to accuse the judge, but he had enough evidence where he could have, I think that they don't have the time to look into the cases. It's like family court. They don't care. They gloss over things. Like her name was, oh God, what was her name? Uh, the woman in Tucson who was the court reported, uh, reporter, she, I, I never saw the papers until after the case. She recommended Rusty be taken away from me because of her fake restraining order. She, she didn't know at the time it was fake. She, it was terrible. Wow. I said, this is, because I had to prove where I was. They made up random dates. <laughs> and I was in Hawaii and, and I, I said, okay, if I, let's hypothetically, if somebody is abusing someone, why did they wait? four or five years to say something. I mean, it, it was just a joke what they were doing. And then they sued me again. They kept suing me. And the judge said, no more. You can't, don't come back into my courtroom. So uh, Tim McKenna, who has now changed his name to Callan Murphy. And that's important to know because he's on the senior abuse registry for the state of Arizona. He abused people before Rusty, more than one person. They got away with it. I saw the documents that they wrote to the court, naming the names of the families that they, they had people signing away their things, you know, their, um, like there was a, a, what do you call it, annuity. One of their clients yeah. signed over to them on their deathbed. And, you know, it's, it's tragic. Yeah. This is going on all over the country. And, you know, it's, it's getting yeah. better. People are going to court and, and getting, you know, uh, a, I guess they're, getting arrested for doing this, but I had three judges on this case. And by the time we got to the third judge, it was like, come on, what, I mean, we have a trust. We have Rusty's wishes, which were in writing, but they kept trying to make me look like the bad guy. And they took, looked through all my financial records, even my new husband, they went through everything. They accused me of stealing. There was nothing. They found, they found actually a Netflix because we shared an account together. So fourteen dollar Netflix. Oh, but it, but it was all wow. so unnecessary because you know who suffers? Oh, absolutely. Rusty and and the, Rusty. the person who's being fought over. They're the ones who suffer, and and it's never about the care. It's never about oh let's care for her, let's take care of her. It was no, you know they even offered to buy my music rights and I own all the rights to Rusty Warren music, and Rusty knew that I would keep that going in perpetuity and amen i have done that i'm all over the world on look up rusty warren rusty warren knockers up and you'll see the comedy but i had to fight for that you know and and the the end the last judge did say you know we we have to honor the trust so rusty we sold the house we had a house and they they basically forced me to sell our home in hawaii to pay for her care and for two months after that she lived and they charged me $25,000 a month. The, the guardian, uh, Barbara Burns, that's her name. You know, and, and that's my awesome. friend who, yeah. And it got back to me from mm-hmm. a friend, a mutual friend, who said, Barbara said she's going to burn through all of Rusty's money. And, and I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? You know, except they're just bad people. 
know, they're just bad yeah. people. So, you know, I, I just, um, like I said, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what the deal is. I know the attorney, oh God, I, I, I love this guy. What a, what a jerk. He was a jerk. Um, Doug Newborn. He would rip me apart and say, oh, you got a doctor that tried to kill Rusty. When I picked her up, she had cancer on her leg, was untreated, and she had another physical problem that was life-threatening. So I took her to the best specialist in the state of Arizona, and she passed 30 doctor's appointments to, in order to have that surgery. And then they, they, in court, they were saying, you and your doctor tried to kill her. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. This is insane. But the thing, I've got all the court records, so I can back anything up. Anything I'm yeah. saying now is and I'm also doing my fifth book about this. And I'm naming the names. I am naming names. A, B, C, all of them. You know, because they did a terrible thing. And while my the guardian, Barbara, wasn't doing this, you know, re- repeatedly, she got in with bad people who had done this before and gotten away with it. Yeah. And even protective services, they were able to open up the... Um, the private records, which they don't usually do in court. And protective services said these were the worst caregivers ever in his career. And, you know, I was, so I, I, you know, like I said, it was, it was rough. It was, it was a rough couple of years and things are better now. And I continue to tell the story, share it with others. I especially tell people to get your, your wishes in writing, get a will, get a, especially a trust, get a trust. You know, record yourself, videotape yourself, your wishes, you know, anything you can do so that people can't your stuff away, you know, and and it's, it's sad, but I I appreciate what you do because you've kept Marty's legacy going. Thank you so much. I got, I gotta, I gotta do a little brag of what we just did. So next, not this Saturday, but next Saturday is the whistleblower summit. And we've pre-recorded um, a panel, and it was Marty was supposed to do the panel, and Marty told Marcel that if anything ever happened to her, to have me take it over. And I remember when Marcel told me that, I mean, through tears of us just like talking about because this was, you know, this was unexpected, and Marty and I were already planning like what should we talk about this year, you know, and then, and then the next thing I know, Marty's gone. And I just want to yeah. now. I want to say a shout out to everyone who helped me. Chris from Australia. We had Chris of the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse because this even goes on in Australia, and they're one of our supporters. Oh. They actually, um, they actually financially support to keep this radio station going. It's still the radio station is still owned by the estate of Marty Oakley and we just um, make sure that we keep things going. This is Marty's legacy. And um, Chris was so amazing and she helped edit everything. So we'll be able to share it on social media. I wonder if you can even load it up on TikTok. And we had Tina Payone out of Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. And she was a, she was chosen to speak before the United States Senate back in March when they did a hearing on abusive guardianship, she was the only victim advocate that was allowed to speak in the whole United States. And she came and was one of our guests on the panel. And we also had Marcia Southwick 
of NASCA, the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse. And, of course, Marcel Reed is the one who does the whole Whistleblower Summit. And we, um, Chris Lake was able to edit in Marty's pictures, and we have a beautiful um, memorial at the end with a beautiful song that we were given permission to use by Charmaine Sowards. And I, I really, everyone who's seen the rough draft has told me that Marty would be proud. And so mm, it's just such wonderful. an honor. Yeah, it's such an honor to just be able to carry on the work. And I will never fill Marty's shoes. And there's a whole bunch of us that are having to fill Marty's shoes. And we probably still aren't going to do it good enough. She was incredible, wasn't she? Oh, my gosh. She was awesome. She was she, incredible. Yeah, she, she spoke her mind about everything. She had an opinion. I didn't always agree with some things, but you know what? She she was a fighter. She was a fighter yeah. for, 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 the, for the good, for the good, for the good people and against the bad people. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Oh, yeah. I miss her every day, and every Friday I'm still getting on here, and I think about her. I probably tear up every Friday. I miss her. I miss her so much, and it was it was so unexpected that it's like I didn't have time to be like, Marty, tell me what to do. You know, it just – I wow. think everyone was blindsided. We were all blindsided. It was very unexpected, and um, we're, you know, really sad that we've that we've lost her. But here we are. Yeah, we are going to carry on the the fight. We are carrying on. Especially you're carrying on. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. So you. Much. I I couldn't do it without people like you and everyone. I I just feel like I have a wonderful support system that surrounds me. And just helps keep me encouraged to keep doing this because it's it's not always easy because I'm not Marty, but it's been it's just been wonderful and so excited that we're on TikTok. This is a first. Marty would have been thrilled to think she's, that she's she watching right now. Be... <laughs> hey Marty, I know. Hey, Rusty. <laughs> I, up I think they're up there. They're just hooting and hollering, having a blast, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah they, they are. They yeah. are indeed. Wow. So well, I'm going to tell the TikTok people, we're on live radio right now, and you're welcome to call in. I'm going to put the number on the screen. Okay. I did my I did my PSA. <laughs> okay. Right, that number. Oh, right there. There's the number. I had it backwards. Yeah. Call in and talk the cause, and here's the topic tonight. Right here. Yep. Got it. I put and, another, oh. another sign up. Yep, our topic is ask any questions about Marty Oakley, ask any questions about Rusty Warren, and we're we're just basically telling the story about Rusty's story, the fact that this can happen to anybody. Now, Absolutely. what are you you have a website now, the Rusty RustyWarren.com. Tell us about the website and what's what's well, going to happen it, with the website. It'll stay up in perpetuity. Um I just recently a few months ago had a new one put up it's RustyWarren.com. She had one, an old one, but we had to update it because of the uh, the computer and and the uh, the program had to be updated. So we we did a new one, and I can be contacted through that website, and it's on my TikTok also. I've got it in my bio to contact me, and I'm going to be selling Rusty Warren records that are autographed, and I'm also I'm going to be doing it on eBay, and I'll put that in my bio. Uh, all of the, the memorabilia, I'm selling it all. You know, the, the gowns, I've got people wanting the gowns. And uh, she had a lot of really cool things. So, you know, I'm doing that because I, I can't keep everything forever. 
Yeah. So. No, and that just helps to carry on her memory. Right. Wow. So I've got um, the book, of course, the book that that I wrote. That that helps, you know. That one. I'm gonna show it right here. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and then I went on the um, uh, what is that? Uh, Cameron Hall show. That's how I started on TikTok. Was talking. Um, my husband didn't want me to go on TikTok. He said, you know, the TikTok's the devil, right? You know, <laughs> and uh-huh. so I, I, you know, he said they're gonna take away, you know, take your data. I said, look, yeah. let me promote promote the music. I'll do it for eight weeks. If nothing happens, if I don't go viral, and week seven, I went majorly. 20 million hits on the video I did. Oh my gosh. And that was the, 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 that Walmart Carmen fundraiser. That, that was what I, it was not planned. I didn't know the woman. I just walked into that Walmart and saw her with that cane in the cart working. And I, I was like, oh my God, you know, I was like, Marty, you know, you've got to right the wrongs. And I raised $137,000 yeah. for her. Oh my God! I saw that TikTok. I didn't know you did that. Oh my God! I did. It was on 500 radio stations. It was on radio, well, 500 news stations, including radio. I would have friends call me. I woke up this morning. I heard you on the radio. <laughs> my husband one morning says, "Honey, you're on my MSN newsfeed." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So we got invited on uh, what's her name, uh, the one that's a singer, talk show in California. see them they don't see me 
Facebook determines exactly. who I see. It yeah. is that's the conspiracy with Facebook. And the other Twitter and Instagram, I mean, you know, the whole thing, those they're upset because TikTok has got the people on there. The people, the real people. And you know what? Even the news, when the news stations look for news, they go on to TikTok because it's live in the moment wherever people are. That's where I get my news. I scroll, you know. But yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's I love it. I love it, you know, and and I had people that didn't want me to, you know, put any of their pictures on there or um, I, I belong to a nonprofit organization and I won't name the name, but we wear cowboy hats and we're in Arizona and we, we uh, raise money for children, but they were freaked out. Oh my God, you put a picture of my horse on there. I'm like, oh my God, nobody's going to recognize your horse. Trust me. <laughs> so yeah, I had, a, 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 I had to deal with that and, and I respect their opinion. But, you know, people yeah. were attacking me. And, you know, I didn't plan to get, but I think at the time I had 135,000 followers. Um, wow. I didn't, never planned it. You know, that's like major, like I became an influencer. And, and people can be really wow. nice on TikTok. And, or they could be really ugly. And, you know, you can report them. I've, I've had to report a few people for a child was on there. And you're not supposed to be under 18 going live. And he got his mother's phone. And then there was uh, pornography. It was, I mean, don't, I don't, oh, I'm not I against know. pornography, but take it somewhere else. You know, take it, take it off of TikTok, you know. Cause he, yeah. And TikTok, is, you know, it's, it's like what our government didn't do, protect people. And, and I don't want to censor people, but I, I want to be in a place where it's safe, pretty safe, um, fun, yeah. you know, and you don't have a bunch of, you know, we, I guess you do have some people on there who are bad actors and people, yeah. some of the TikTok people, they report it and they tell each other, you know, this guy's bad. Don't do this. And, you know, I, I had some mean guy a couple of weeks ago who came on live with me and he was really, really ugly. And I said, look, you can't, you know, I don't want to be talked to like that. And then he got his friends to try to come on. And I'm new to this, so I, I couldn't block him, which, which now I have blocked him. And it was like hate mm-hmm. speech. And I was not coming from hate. I come from love. You know, that's my thing. Right. You know, yeah, so, it's probably a guardian. It's probably a guardian that was hating on you. It, you know what I oh, think is really cool? Possibly. <laughs> you know what is the guardian? Really cool? <laughs> yeah. Blame it on the guardian. Or the judge. Some so of the judges. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We we can't oh, have God. her be too successful or she'll tell everybody what we do. Well, um, you know what it, it another cool <laughs> You know what else is really cool about TikTok is the fact that everyone always said it's such it's all younger people, but you and I mm-hmm. we're we're older people and the fact that, that you're on there and you're that many followers and that's gonna yeah. influence younger people to say, Hey, because it seems like like in society right now that younger people aren't like really respecting older people and we need to still respect older people. And there seems to be, and Marty used to talk about it a lot. Like there just seems to be like that older people don't matter that they're old, but if you can really influence and be older and be right in there with every, with, you know, every age group and, and be there, I think it helps humanity, like helps people realize Everyone matters. Absolutely. You know, when we do TikTok videos, they give me the demographics. And most of my 
my followers are between the ages of 22 and 40. And I oh have a lot of... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that's surprising. You know, and, and they're respectful. I had one person say uh, one time, go fix your hair. Well, I have crazy hair. And I said, I did fix this. <laughs> this is what it looks like. <laughs> so I had to laugh. But no one's ever said, I mean, they could say, I'm old or I have wrinkles or that's okay. Cause I, you know, because I do. But I'm 69 years old and I love TikTok. You know, I love it. I love it because I can put my videos up and people, I reach different people because I'm not your average normal person. I'm admitting that. I have things about <laughs> my dog, some things about Rusty, you know, uh, there's things I can't put on there, but they're on my. Uh, YouTube, Liz Rizzo YouTube channel, some of the abusive things that these people did to Rusty. Yeah, you'll see that on there. And then when the book comes out, oh my God, the book is a tell-all. They're going to be, they're going to be like screaming. We want, we want to, we want to go after Liz Rizzo. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's my time to shine. They tried to hurt me. And, you know, even Rusty said Mm -hmm. to me, he said, my last conversation with her a year before she died, and I was able to record it on my computer because my, my friend went to see her at, at the care home. And I said, Rusty, you're going to live with Barbara. And she said, who's Barbara? Now, she had dementia. And now here the court has gone through this whole thing to get her to go with Barbara. She doesn't know who the hell she is. And I just, oh I just my sat God. there and said, oh, my God. And the last word she said to me was, you know what? I'm at the end of my life, and all this court stuff has worn me out, and I have to just go along with it. I can't control it. They've taken away my rights. And I just, I, she said, I'll always love you. you. No matter what, you've been there for me. And she we said some other personal things, you know, about her music yeah. and, and she, what she wanted. And I said, don't worry. I will honor your wishes. I will honor everything you've asked me to do. And um, I did. And these people, you know what? They, there's a special place in, in hell for these people. The judges, oh, the I lawyers. Agree. God, you know what? Can you believe a lawyer, they, the court appointed a lawyer for Rusty. I don't know why, because there was another person suing me and I had a lawyer and she didn't charge us until the household. And then she sends me a, a bill for $22,000. And mind you, she met with her a handful of times. Rusty had dementia. So really she didn't do her job. She never talked to me. Never once did the lawyer yeah. talk to me about Rusty, which to me seems like uh that's bad. And I did report her to Arizona. Uh, what is the lawyer where you complain about lawyers? Yeah. The, and you know what they the said? She's been on our radar. They're, yeah. They, they, they're aware of what she's been doing. She's been on their radar a long time. And so they're just waiting and to get her. And she's still doing it. She's still doing it. And, ugh, you know, down in Tucson, I, I can't even, ugh, I don't even want to go down there because of these, these scary people who are probably still doing this to other people. You know, uh, this guy, you know, it's, it's, he get, has this website. He says, oh, I can help you get your estate. Get Like if somebody has your estate and you want to get it from them and you think you, you, that it belongs to you. I'm like, what about the person who made their wishes known? So he goes after people like that. That's what he did with us. He's like, oh, Rusty didn't really want this. I said, okay. She amended it nine times, 40, starting 40 years ago. And this happens to others with the guardianship abuse. They walk in yeah. and they get these seniors to sign documents. And God bless the courts because I was able to get the documents that these people in Tucson 
these two caregivers were bad. They were bad, bad news. And what they did to mm-hmm. other people, they named their names. It's going to be in the book. The names of the people, they got these people in their care. They had a care home, which was taken away from them. And people would be in that care home and under their care. And then the caregiver, their family would call and they'd be screaming, I can't see you. I don't want to see you. And then they, they were signing things over to them. You know, I can't believe yeah. it that, you know, what is wrong with people? And they've got someone down there now, I think, because I can find out anything. I've got, you know, connections. And that's the yeah. sad part. Like, these people have to live with what they did to Rusty and, you know, and, and many other Rusties all over the world. Yes. You know, so yes. that's why I do what Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. And, and the fact that you have so many followers, when your book comes out and the, the truth is going to be exposed to so many people, especially having it exposed to the younger generation because they don't want this happening to their grandma. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like that woman, Carmen. Yeah. Yeah, Carmen, the the woman I raised money for. I mean, this, it was great. She got her money, but guess what? She calls me several times. My children are taking my money from me. And of course I'm like, what? Uh, Yeah. You know, and I, I, I told him, I said, I'm going public with this. So they took her out of her home. I mean, she was living in a, in, a, in a bad situation. I get that. But they took her away from her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, <clears throat> who have lived here, I think, 15 years in the same neighborhood. And they felt they could do a better job. So they took her money. And they've got her, they've got her in a care home. But they won't let her talk to, to them. And they don't want her talking to me. And we became friends. And I, the, it's the, the, the daughter, Patty. Her name is Patty. She's the ringleader, and her other kids are, oh, well, the son was okay with me talking to Carmen. You know, I mean, Carmen was a delightful woman. She was, she became everyone's grandma on TikTok. Yeah, so, I saw You know, that. so you, you, you think everything is cool, and then you find out family, okay, now her family, her three kids, I know whatever, they have family background history. They weren't paying attention to her for 10 years. They weren't flying out here to see her until she got money. Yeah, she got money, and then all of a sudden yeah. they show up. The cavalry, the cavalry's here, and we're going to take back Carmen and put her in a safe place. And I mean, what did you, what we were you doing for the past the ten years? Well, they're not spending her money. I mean, they're spending it on her because you know we've had people look into it, and she's you know care. And I'm, I don't know what their expenses are if they took expenses out, but the fact is that they have taken her away a life she enjoyed, and that is kind of a, in in a sense it's like kidnapping. You take someone, you, oh, you, yeah. they cleared, they got rid of everything in her house. They took it because she was living in a, in a house. She needed, she needed to clean it up and take care of it. So they did that and took her away and then forbid me to go see her at the care home. But I did go. And I thought, why would they, I never did anything bad to her. I raised money no. so she could retire and it helps them out. And they're like, well, we appreciate it, but we, we think it's not safe for her to talk to you. I'm like, what the hell? That's, oh, and, and like crazy. I became famous. I didn't become famous. I was already famous. <laughs> Infamous, probably. But, you know. So anyway, yeah, I'm wow. on the radio tonight. We're talking about guardianship abuse. So, you know, you just, it makes me think about my future. And I, I have a trust, you know, the little that I have. I'm not going to go into the detail. But I, my son-in-law is a lawyer. So, you know, he, he'll be there no matter that what. Helps. So yeah. I have someone in that my helps. court. Is it? You know, that helps. Yeah. 
But, you know, just the everyday person on the, on the street, you know, that owns a home or anything, a car, anything, they're, they can become prey to caregivers. Yeah. And, and, and did you, I don't know if you, Marty might have told me this, when someone comes into your home to work for you, like a cleaning lady or a um, caregiver or anyone that comes in to work for you over a period of time, you have them sign a document that says, I'm here to do a job. I will never try to take anything from you. I will never try to become your guardian or take you to court. And I thought that was a, that's a great document to have, you know, because if somebody, yeah. So somebody, I heard that somewhere. I figured if they have good intentions, well, they'll sign it, but if they have bad intentions, you'll weed they them won't out. Sign it. They won't sign it. Yeah. I like that <laughs> idea. That is an excellent idea. Yeah, that, maybe that you, know, you, you have a website. Right. You have a website? I We do not have a website. We don't okay. have the password to control it. There is a website for Marty's, and these uh, shows log on to it, but we don't know how to okay. get, how to get into it. Well, I, I can but get yeah. that. I can have someone help you. I have a, a webmaster because I had a situation like that with Rusty. And, yeah, the webmasters can go around that, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah, so, be, you know. That would we, be amazing. Yeah, you know, write up a document and say, here, this document printed up off my website. But, yeah, after we talk on the show, I will give you, you know, yeah. give you her name. But, no, it's it's, that would be, it's amazing. Yeah, that is such a good idea to have, yeah, to just have your maid your maid service, anyone coming in to do work in your home, anyone, some documents yeah. that, and, and that I don't ever want to benefit off of, you know, so-and-so as well. Exactly. That I'm here, exactly. You know, yeah. To, yeah. that I will be paid the wages that we agreed on. Yeah. Because that does seem to be, there's so much the prey, the predators that come in at the end and it's greed, it's coveted. Oh, and they absolutely. just come in. It's, yeah. yeah. They, and they take advantage of people day right. in and day out. We hear about it all the time. It's just, and even like, you know, social workers, and it's, you know, not just that, it's people who are working for the government, government agencies, you know, adult protective services, court Absolutely. appointed guardians. There's, um, it, it's just disgusting. It and is just, dis- it's beyond I, disgusting. I, there's no, there's yeah. no word. I can think of uh, what child predators or uh, sex, you know, what do they call them when they abduct them? Uh, sex trafficking. These people are freaking animals. They're animals, but there are people who are behind that. You know, when they try to, there's a need, there's a need for that stuff. And the same thing with guardians. It's all about money. And you're right, greed. Greed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. Oh, it's absolutely. scary. But you know what? I know in my heart that I fought for Rusty until the end and I've continued after, you know, and, and when I release all those videos, cause someone contacted me and approached me about doing a, a movie. So we're, I'm not going to say anything about that now, but so we're, we're looking into that because of the, the, the types of films and conversations I had with Rusty about what people did to her. Cause she, there was times when she was pretty lucid. Even with dementia, she was able to say, look, these people drugged me. I, they, they must have because, you know, okay. I was feeling sleepy. And yeah, they did. I mean, I have, I have the proof. And they, you know, and they go to oh, court yeah. and they go, 
we we never we never gave her those drugs. I'm showing the judge. I said, look, this is the paperwork with all the medical records that they hand wrote. Yeah. <clears throat> and worse than that, he took pictures of her private parts. The guy, Tim, Tim McKenna, and he can't oh. deny it because it's in the book. He took them and he sent it over to the um, to the court, like he was going to show it because she had a problem, you know, physical problem. But he took a picture, and then he tells the judge, I never took that picture. And the, the guy for the court, the whatever, the D, APS, whatever, he said, I've yeah. got the email. You, that, first of all, that's illegal. And then you're denying you did that. So this, this was bad. I mean, this was, and I, you know, they're still out there. And I got a video of him on TikTok, one of my videos of Tim McKenna walking up to me outside the courtroom. Now, mind you, this was traumatic. This is in the thick of it. And I was really, I mean, I was very, very sad and very stressed out. And he walks up casually. Oh, hi there. Have a nice day. And may the best one who loves Rusty Warren win the case. And I'm like, you know, first of all, he's not part of the case. But this lawyer got them thinking that they were being represented. I mean, the whole thing went down bad. You know, and one of my lawyers was going to complain about both of the other lawyers. And my second lawyer was going to go to the bar. And, you know, I, the whole thing, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything bad about lawyers, but they're, they're on this planet sometimes to defend you, but mostly to make money. <laughs> so, that's my oh, feeling. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, like anyone else, you, you go to work, you make money. But when you do it in a way where you hurt people and you, you, you bully, I was bullied in court. You know, I, I wanted them oh. to record it. Because when, when the judge is saying, you tried to you tried to kill Rusty. You tried to hurt this person. You tried. I'm like, wait a oh. minute. That, you know, that's, all this is false. You know, and so yeah. Anyway, that's what can you, you do? Know what right? it, you know what? You know what? I just had like an aha. I just had an aha aha moment about this whole thing. So I know that you had said when you were going back and forth in court that they wanted to buy the estate off of you. The reason it just it I just realized why because. Only the executor can sue in the executor's name. So if they were able to take that away from you, you wouldn't have any rights to be putting their name in books and and doing everything that you're doing. Right, and I knew this this up front. I knew this. Yeah. Yeah. This is why they will contest wills. They, this is, I mean, this was how the story ended in my family. This is why they contest wills, and it's the final thing, because they can't let you be the executor, because then you can come after them. Right. And you and have you know what I did. done You're right. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 this lawyer down in Tucson who was a, a state lawyer. He knew that. I was the trustee, because Rusty no longer could, could you know, make her decisions. So they tried to remove me. And in court, and I decided to resign before they could do that. So I did. I resigned. You know, my new lawyer said, you know, resign. And the second person came on, um, a friend of Rusty and my, mine, and she did an excellent job. And they, they couldn't, they had nothing to say bad about her because they didn't know her. But they made up, they didn't care about me. Eh. You know, I have a big mouth sometimes. They were, you know, they were, they were exploiting that. You know, and it's true. You either love me or you hate me. There's no in between. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was sad, but. In the end, the judge, you know, he gets on the talk separately during this last court case. He goes, man, these people are ruthless and they're greedy. He's telling me the other party is greedy. I'm like, what? You know, and he says, and they offered you this money 
to take over the estate. And I said, what are they, crazy? It's not about money. At that point, right. it was down to zero. There was no money. You know, there was no money. Yeah. You know, and, and they were going off to something that they, because they said, what about this offshore account and the, this property? And I'm like, there's, it's not real. It's not real. It's, you know, Rusty might have mentioned something in her demented, oh, yeah, I've got this or that. And so they were asking uh, me uh, questions. Where, where's the pile of gold <laughs> that she buried in the wanted, backyard? <laughs> they wanted so it like, all. Oh, they wanted it all. And you know yeah. what? They got nothing. They got zero zip. They just got me as a headache for the rest of their life because it's not over yet, you know, and I will do everything within no. the legal, right? I mean, here it is. I'm, I follow the law and they're like, well, you're a bad person. And they're breaking the law and getting away with it. You know, the yeah, judge is probably exactly. at the end of the court case, look at the lawyer like, yeah, way to go, buddy. Way to go, guys. We got her, you know. I'm like, holy cow. I, I kept saying, why yeah. can't my friend Rusty come to court? Why can't? Why can't she talk on the phone? They won't even let the guardian, uh, whatever, the, the ward, call it the ward. The ward yeah. can't even talk on their own defense. And that's scary. That scares me about the court system. Because, you know mm-hmm. what, they can screw you and tattoo you in the court system. And I, and I, I you know, and that, that, I have a master's degree in courts and corrections, believe it or not. Wow. So I, I know how the system works. And I know how, it, you know what I wanted to do, that's why I went into law enforcement, to make it better. But boy, don't ever get, don't ever get arrested. Don't ever get in court. <laughs> it's, it's not pretty. Well, it's not pretty. It's, it's like Rusty was incarcerated and she never committed a crime. She was incarcerated right. without a jury of her peers deciding that right. she should be incarcerated. And that's the big problem. It's all done in probate. It's all basically a judge is a lawyer in a robe. You know, the right. bar cartel, they're all buddy-buddy, and they, they, I've even heard, oh, you got to find a lawyer that's friends with the judge. Why is that? Because it, It's you true. Know, it that, is so freaking true. And when I had yeah. a second lawyer who was friends with the guys down there, even though he was working for me, I got more done. You know, my first lawyer was all about, you know, looking pretty in court and trying to get more money, and that pissed me off. And yeah. you know what? I, you know, once I lost the case, he goes, we're in the car and we're driving home. Well, for another hundred thousand, we can take go back to court. And I just, oh boy, I, I yelled at him. I said, "You are an asshole." You know, I can say that on this radio here. <laughs> you are just a jerk, yeah. and I'm not giving you another dime. In fact, that's it. And he he cut the bill at the end. He cut part of the bill off because I said you did nothing in court. And, you know, and he, you know, I mean, he did he did a lot. I want to say he did a lot, but he was busy with his other stuff. And and that's the thing. You got to. I almost should have just gone. And been my own lawyer, you know. So I, I mean, I they said I pissed the judge yeah. off because I asked him to look at documents. I mean, and that's what happens to guardianship cases. They don't look at the documents. They got how many cases every no. day? They go through them. Oh, Joni Contreras. I got to mention her name. Joni Contreras is the yeah. the court appointed. You know, she had to look at. She she called me on the phone and talked to me 20 minutes, and then she talked to Barbara more than once. And then her records, which I didn't get at the time said, no, Liz, Liz didn't even say she loved Rusty. I'm like, oh, my God, I must have said it 10 times, you know, and and she mm-hmm. said there was a restraining order on her. And I told Joni, this was fake. All the dates that were on there were, God, over the past, like, five years before. <clears throat> and I wasn't mm-hmm. even near Rusty. Only one time when I was taking her to the doctor. 
because I suspected abuse with the barber. And they put a caseworker on the case. And yeah, it was, it was bad. So here, you know, I had to go through all this money and time to prove I didn't do anything. I, I mean, I literally didn't. You know, I had photographs because I travel a lot. And I, uh, you know, had pictures of every airport I was in. Or it's like when they said 8, 8 p.m., she was, you know, abusing Rusty. I was like, okay, 8 p.m., I was on an airplane. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Yeah, so it, it, I don't think they counted on me keeping such good records. Because at the end, I kept every piece of paper that Rusty and I, every receipt for that house, everything I put into our house. And they wanted to just take it away from me. They were like, oh, no, we're just going to sell it at auction. I mean, I don't know if anyone has ever it's sold a house at auction. Yeah. And yeah. This was, these were people that were my friends. This Barbara, who was Rusty's, um, one of her fans, hadn't seen her in 25 years. Oh, my God. And she just, she should win an Academy Award. Oh, Judge, I love my friend Rusty. We've been such good friends. Well, you didn't see her for 25 years. And then before that, you didn't see her for 20 years. All of a sudden, you're like, it's the best. And these other people, forget it. Tim and Gail, oh, yeah, yeah. I hope they're listening tonight because they are bad actors. And it's sad. They were my friends. I wouldn't say close friends, but I was friends with Gail's brother for many years. He was, he's passed away. Rest in peace. But he's the one who gave me information about Gail and what she was doing to these people. And they couldn't believe, oh, my brother would never tell you that. And it, it yeah, it was true. You know, so, God, you oh, can't, yeah. can't got to be careful who you trust. It's, it's just, Isn't that a sad you know, thing? It's sad. It's sad. I, Some days, you know, I don't know. I, always, I used to tell Marty that if it wasn't for guardianship, I would have been like this little sheeple, you know, following along just with my head buried in the dirt, you know, until these kind of things happen. You know, it really like changed me. And when someone says, oh, that sounds like a conspiracy theory, I'm going to be like, I'm going to pay attention because what I, what I've experienced, everyone thinks is a conspiracy theory and I know true. So, right. You know, yeah. it's true. Yeah. No, it, yeah. and you know, I, I don't know your situation. I, I, I don't, I'm not real familiar with it. Oh, but, yeah. So I, yeah I, I, I don't know. Tell me. Oh, well, yeah, I would love to. I'm going to tell a quick story. So it, uh, it was Harvey Witten and he was my uncle. He was my dad's, he was an older brother of my dad. And he had a partner named Bob, and him and Bob were together for 30 years. And this is be- this is before gay marriage. So, I've, I mean, I know that it's uh, people like to use this as a controversial thing, but what was done to Harvey couldn't have been done to him had there been gay marriage. And so right. he had that <clears throat> constitutional right what was done to him. So Bob and Harvey, they were partners. And I got to tell Bob or Harvey, Harvey was my uncle and he was in the Korean War. And I got to tell you this story and all your listeners. So he's in the Korean War and he was a medic and he's, you know, 19, 20 years old. And he actually, he finally told me this story on his 80th birthday. I had never heard it before. And a lot of people who are in the military, they never talk about their military experience until they get older and it's very there's a lot of very heartbreaking traumatic things that are told so anyway he held in the korean war he actually held soldiers as they died and 
Oh, when wow. he got out, yeah, when he got out of the Korean War, he had he had like the dog tags of the the deceased soldiers, and he went to visit every single person's family, and he wanted to let them know your son did not die alone. I was with him because to Harvey, dying alone was something that would be very awful. It is awful. The guardian, the guardian sentenced awful. him to that. So what happened was Harvey had a stroke, and Bob had no legal rights over Harvey, and that's when the fights start to ensue, and they put a guardian on. Well, then what happened was, it was kind of, Bob was fighting with some other family members of mine, and Harvey was worth many, many millions of dollars. He had been an advertising exec, and um, the one jingle that he wrote was um, when, oh, what was the guy's name? When, oh, it's a, it's a um, stockbroker. When so-and-so talks, people listen. Who is that stockbroker? Oh. It's not even a it's, I don't even think oh, it's I know what you mean. It's a big firm. It's a big office. Yeah. yeah you oh, yeah. I remember, I remember that commercial. <laughs> yeah. He, so he wrote that. So anyway, um, um, so he was doing very well in Bob, and Bob was doing well for himself. So anyway, they demonized Bob, fought Bob, and said that only, the, only a family member can have Harvey. And I remember calling Bob up because I was on, we called it Team Bob. I was on Team Bob, and I'm like, hey, Bob. How are they more related to Harvey than me? And he's like, you're right. So Har- so Bob paid all my legal fees, and I fought yeah. and got guardianship. So Har- Bob and I became co-guardians, but they made sure that there was a guardian of the estate so that Bob and Harvey had no access to their to Harvey's money. And I can remember, so I live in Wisconsin, and Bob and Harvey were living in Pennsylvania, and I can remember Bob would we because we talked on the phone all the time. Bob treated me like a daughter. My both my parents had already passed away, so Bob and Harvey were my family, and it was magical when I would go and visit them. I absolutely I miss them so much. If you ever saw the mm-hmm. TV show The Odd Couple, remember Felix and Oscar? That yep. was Bob Felix and, and Harvey. Oh, uh-huh. Um, Harvey Harvey was more like Felix. And Bob was Oscar, and I, I mean, what a magical time. They were my family. My parents had already were deceased, and, I mean, I had several years with Bob and Harvey that, uh, I mean, I just can't go on. I always say when I grow up, I want to be as amazing as they were. But anyway, so Bob, Bob would tell me all these crazy stories about these guardians and attorneys, and I just thought, oh, you know, Bob's getting old, and he's, you know, starting to, you know, tell me a little bit of crazy stories, you know, and he'd tell me these conspiracy theories, and I just thought, what is, what is happening here? So right, anyway, right. Little did you know. <laughs> little did I know I was about to live it. So yeah, Harvey's absolutely. health had started to go downhill more than Bob's. And then all of a sudden, Bob is diagnosed with cancer. And oh, no. Tragi- yeah, and so tragically, Bob, Bob passed away before Harvey. So I had found out, Bob was keeping it secret from me, and it was an attorney who called me, a good attorney. There are good attorneys. Um, yes, sir. The Mesa David Law Firm in, in uh, Pennsylvania is a, good, is a good law firm. So they called me, and they're like, Bob's going to kill us. 
but Bob is in hospice. Were you aware of that? And I did, was not. So I bought a one-way ticket, and I went out there, and all Bob cared about was having was about Harvey and having Harvey's care plans and everything. And their wills yeah. were that um, if Harvey died first, um, Bob, um, Bob got all the money, and if Bob right, died right. first, Harvey got all the money, just like a couple would do. And so that's how their right. estate was together. And but because so they were anyway, gay, you know, that. Yeah. Changed everything. But, you know, didn't but, the, but yeah, but the legal documents should have stood. But of course, as I tell the story, it's, right. they did not. So, yeah. I mean, they were, Bob had everything. He had all the caregivers um, lined up. He had a priest that was going to step in and be like um, the full time mm-hmm. caregiver to bring him to the doctor appointments and everything. It was a retired priest that he had found. Um, that all the paperwork is done. It was still going to be a co-guardian with me as the family member. And I trusted every decision that Bob ever made. Bob is one of them. Like if the word, if you look up the word integrity in the dictionary, Bob's picture, that's Bob. Bob only cared about other people, even as he was passing away. He was, he was so amazing, and I thank you for the opportunity to ask me the question to, like, just talk about Bob. But anyway, so we thought everything was taken care of, and then the lawyers go down after Bob had passed away, um, the, and we thought everything was taken I care of. They go down to Judge, yeah, go down to Judge Stanley Ott, and Judge Stanley Ott, um, who I, in my opinion, he's very corrupt, and you can Google him and read all about him and all the cases. Right, right. That's, I now, that's, I, yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually know about two hundred people now that have the same complaints that I wow. have about what's going I, on. I, in I don't there. mean to cut and, you, cut you short, but wait, wait, just one second. Just something important just happened on my line. Yeah. Her name is Julie, hospice okay. nurse Julie. She's one of the one of the biggest influencers on TikTok right now. She's watching. She joined. She's right there watching me. And I'm on. A, I'm going to tell her what we're doing. We're on TS Radio. We're talking about end of life. Like she does end of life. Uh, she talks about end of life. And this guardianship oh issue gosh. ties in to. I'll connect you with her. It ties into what's happening with the guardianship abuse. These people are t- ripped from their families and they're left mm-hmm. to die alone. You know. I mean, seriously. Absolutely. And that's what happened with Rusty. She was ripped from yeah. her family. Julie, I love you. Now that I, I've got her, she, this is my first time with Julie, Nurse Julie. She is Hi, awesome. Hi, Julie. And I, I cry when I see her stuff. I, my heart goes out to her. And um, we're talking about Rusty Warren, who's passed away and was involved in guardianship abuse. And then we have Cause, who does a live radio show. It's live right now. And um, from the mid Midwest, right? But I just wanted to, to yep. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was just saying, wow, this is so, no. so awesome. No. You know, and well, I'm going to get, I'm sorry. I want to, I'm going to tell the, I'll tell the quick hospice story. I'll just fast forward to hospice since we have Julie live. I want yes. her to hear about how this went and I don't think she's going to approve of what happened. So anyway, the guardian isolated Harvey, told Harvey friends that Harvey was dead and then had him isolated in a hospice where no ah. one could even go visit him or see him. And they had him medicated on five milligrams of Halidol. I have the medical records and court records to wow. back up what I just said. Not 0.5, five. Five milligrams? And, and I'm sure Julie would agree yeah. with you. 
It, yeah, and and that's that's they did that to him before he even went into hospice. They isolated him from everyone. This is a Korean War vet who all that mattered was to make sure that people didn't die alone, and he cared about right. That's, he was that's, a medic. What, that's what she. That's what she does. That's mm-hmm. what she does. And they and they sentenced him to hospice alone. Told his friends that he was already dead, so that they couldn't even visit him. I mean, um, I'm so excited that Julie is here. Why don't you tell what happened to Rusty? Did they put her in hospice? And I'm guessing that was that wasn't handled very well by the Guardian either. No, um, they weren't. She wasn't in hospice. She ended up going to the Guardian's home, and she died alone. She died alone. She died in her sleep, but she had dementia. It was so bad, but she had 24-hour caregivers. So they were strangers. She had strangers around her. Yeah. She didn't get to have the people she wanted to talk to, her friends would call. They would not let her talk to her friends. They would not do that. So that was sad. I never got to talk to her. A bunch of friends, they'd say, you know, why can't I talk to Rusty? You know, but the guardian decided, nope, that's it. So, yeah, the rights were taken yeah, away. Yeah. What's so criminal. I was wondering if you can ask Julie the question, what does she feel about um, patients being in hospice and and should they be allowed to spend their last days with their friends and family? Can Julie hear right that now, question? I can't, I, can't get, I can't get her on here right now because what I did is I said I didn't want any people to come on with me because it would be too distracting. So I will ask right. her. Actually, you could follow her on, on uh, TikTok, Nurse Julie, Hospice Nurse Julie. And she is I sure amazing. Will. Yeah, and I just invited her, but you can't get through. Okay. There. Let's give the live yeah. call-in number right now. Again, if anyone's listening, get on your cell phone, and you'll be able to talk live. The number is 917-388-4520. Because I know everyone's on TikTok right now. and so it's and, But, yeah, if you want to hang up on TikTok and call in here just to get through to us, we would love for you to call in, especially to have Julie call in. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, TikTok is just so awesome, all the different people that you're meeting. Yes. I just just invited her, but I don't know if she's there. (laughs) I don't know if she's there. Yeah, she was there. But, yep, she might not be there. I've got a bunch of people here. So I'm I'm scrolling on TikTok. Hi, TikTok people. Oh, my God. We're on the air right now live with Cause. We're talking about guardianship abuse and the... Rusty Warren and Marty Oakley, who both have passed away, but they were, one was an advocate for guardianship abuse, and the other one was abused by guardians, so, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. They would have loved each other if they had met, wouldn't they have? Yes. They would have. They oh, would my have. goodness. Because Mar- Marty was they just, you know, she was a, what do I call her, a wild woman, <laughs> a wild child, yeah. just a fun, wild person. And so was Rusty in her, yeah. at least in her heydays. But I was thinking about your yeah. your uncle, you know, about the gay marriage thing. You know, when I was in court, the judge yeah. said, "Why didn't you you and Rusty get married?" I said, "Well, we didn't want to. You know, we didn't want to because, well, first of all, I believe that marriage. I mean, the way I was brought up, marriage is between a man and a woman, and that is my belief. And I, I'm not against gay marriage. I'm for any kind of marriage. But for me personally, and Rusty felt the same way." So we got a trust. We got a 
life trust a, to protect ourselves. And we had, my name was on everything, the house, and, you know, her, my name was on her stuff and vice versa. But this judge, this, you know, that was bullying. Whoa, you gay girls, you know, I'm like, get out of here. You know, how dare you? You know, it was insulting. Yeah. But you know what? I figured, consider the source. <laughs> consider the source. Yeah. You know, bad you, actors you will know, be bad actors. Here, here's one thing, and, and this is going, this is something to, like, something to think about when we, when we want to talk about gay marriage. And after what happened to Bob and Harvey, this is something that really made me think about it. And it's from the point of view from children. So as I had explained, Bob and Harvey, they were my family. My parents had passed away. Now, I was biologically related to Harvey, but I was not biologically related to Bob. And I've often thought what would have happened if Harvey was the first, and if I had been a minor and now they were taking care of me because my parents had passed away and uh-huh. Harvey had passed away first, would they have taken me away from Bob had I been a minor and we weren't biologically related? Probably would have. They probably would have. Yeah. And that you know, when did, what year was this? What year tragic. was this? Um, yeah. Yeah. When, oh, so I was, I was, I was not a minor when this all happened, but I have often thought that I've right? been a minor. Yeah, right. Exactly. Would they have taken me away from Bob? Because Bob was amazing. Bob was an amazing man. And I was still he? remember <laughs> when I sat in court, I had, I'm going to, this is what was said to me by Judge Stanley Ott. My son uh, was sitting there with me. He came to court. I have two sons. One of my sons was there. And after this didn't make it to the court records because it was after the courts were done. So, you know, he's going to get his digs in after, but there was enough people sitting in the courtroom that heard it. Anyway, he made the comment that the fact that I allowed my children to be influenced by a gay relationship, basically that my children could like visit with Bob and Harvey or, or correspond with Bob and Harvey. I don't know really what he was trying to say about that but that he said that right. I was a bad mother because I allowed my uh. children to say, now my children would tell you different, but I felt, because, you know, sometimes they will stick uh, sick child protective services on people right. that don't want right. to go along with the program. And so when he made that comment, I really felt that had my child been a minor and had I resided in that county, that they would right. have put child protective services on me. And um, but anyway, that was said to me in the courtroom, and it didn't need to be said, and it was. So I guess there's yeah, that. That's rough. So, you, you know, when it seems like gay marriage had to happen because of the right, like people losing constitutional rights. Bob and Harvey, yeah, well, that's, you know. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that right. he could put professional guardians. Yeah, his his partner of thirty years couldn't care for him because they weren't technically family, and so the judge yes. could just do you know do that. And right, and you, same, know, you know that's it's sad. It's sad. You know what? We, we got around that because Rusty would tell people I was her daughter. But we went a step further, and this is what happened when she was living with Barbara. Barbara kicked her out, and Rusty went in the hospital. Almost, she almost died. The doctor said. She's going to die tonight. He called me. 
And my name was, and we put it in Rusty's Kaiser. My name as, you know, next of kin, cause, and it was Rusty's wishes. So this Barbara yeah. Burns, who had Rusty live with her, and they was, you know, just gotten to know each other, uh, was pissed off. So she said, you got to come pick her up. You know, she can't live with me anymore. So here's Rusty on her deathbed, and the roommate who's supposed to, the one that sued me in court to get Rusty, is telling people that, you know, she's, well, she's telling people. She wants her. She's, oh, God, my friend. When she kicked her out, kicked her out, didn't want her. And Rusty was just broken up. Why? She never let Rusty come from the hospital back home to get her stuff when I first got her. I mean, that was like cruel, awful. And Rusty was, yeah. you know, you know, had dementia. She, well, she said, what did I do wrong? You know what? So Barbara took advantage of her. You know, Barbara signed checks. Yeah. I even reported it to the police. Barbara signed a bunch of Rusty's checks. She was, you know, you know, give, charging Rusty more than, than originally when, when they were living together. And I was not happy with that. So I have all the checks and I, yeah. I, I just, I gave up on it. I, t- I reported it and the police talked to Rusty and she said, I didn't give Barbara permission. So the whole thing with this guardianship abuse is just, I don't know. It's, I don't know what to say. It's sad. <laughs> it's, it's so wrong. I mean, I, I would rather get hit by a over my life. You know, yeah. I, I mean, no, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I, it, it, they need to abolish it. There's not one they, person. I haven't met anybody that says, oh, yeah, being in guardianship was a really great thing. My care, I got good care. I mean, these guardians have like 70 to uh, over 100 wards. How can you take care of well, somebody yeah, when you when have they're doing it like a business? No, you can't. That's it's all they, about Here's, you know, Elaine Boozler. She's a comedian. Good, good friend of mine. Good friend yes. of Rusty's. Now, she's Jewish. And her family was Jewish, right? Her aunt was yeah. in a care home. And they didn't, I mean, like, Elaine didn't know this, but she died. And they buried her. Or no, they cremated her. I think they, no, they buried her in a Catholic, and put her in a Catholic cemetery. You know, the guardian did. I think that's the story. Oh. But, so this stuff, yeah, so Elaine sued them. She got the body and did what they, because a Jewish person, there's a, I guess when they die, they have to sit Shiva for a couple of days or whatever. I, I'm, don't quote me mm-hmm. on this. But that kind of stuff happens. And Elaine was like, I can't believe this happened. I said, oh, gee, welcome to my world and to the world of a lot of people. What, but tell me, cause yeah. what can people do to help make this a better situation? Exposing and letting people know that this happened. We had the Netflix I Care A Lot movie that came out that yeah. I actually got interviewed by Netflix. So I was really excited. And I want oh. people to know that how it was done, it was spot on how they just come and take people spot on. Uh, yep. it really you're right. You're right. I, I love it. Yeah. Yep. And the ending. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and then the Britney Spears, the Britney Spears conservatorship. Yeah. That really brought a lot of awareness to. So well, people yeah, don't that was, realize that, was, that. Yep. Yeah. It's been a huge media thing. And someone like Rusty Warren, because she was famous and to let people know this happened to her. That's why, your book and her story is so important. You know, as as terrible as Harvey's story was, he wasn't someone real famous where people right. aren't going to want to read all about it. But Rusty, that's like her voice is going to carry on as a mission, you know, even decades right. after when you write this book and you tell the story. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to raise awareness. 
by us okay. doing these shows and people telling their friends, we need to raise awareness. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is the real deal. If you are in a guardianship and your loved one is in a guardianship, these are the things that you need to do because I've run into so many people. People will complain, 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 but they won't put it in writing. You need to get as many court documents as you have. You need to put it in a timeline so that when you're telling your story, you're not jumping all over the place so that people can follow it. You right, also absolutely. need to stick to the facts. You need to stick to the facts about what what's going on that you have like a receipt for a uh, court document or you know something like right. that. Not when they're dressing them in the wrong in the they're you know they hate to wear blue and they're you're putting them in blue. That kind of fluff fluff we can't. You need to leave that out and people get so right. emotional. So we need to yeah, be able to back them. They do get emotional. Yeah. They do. It's terrible. I mean, this is like your loved one. This is your world. And so you yeah, need to you need to think terrible. strategic. You are now you're in the fight for your life, and they are going to start demonizing you. They have a they have a playbook which we both describe pretty much the same thing. What they're going to do? They're going to make you out to be the bad guy because they want the money. These people are sociopaths. They don't care about human they don't suffering care, right? and what they're doing to you're others. Right. No. So they they want the money. So you need to have you need to have receipts. You need to have documents, videotapes, everything <laughs> that you can to back up what you're saying. And then you need to file complaints with every agency that you can think of. And I know, I know, I know. I've heard it a million times, but they won't do anything. They don't care. Blah 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 blah. Right. I know it's you're it's falling on deaf ears. But you're leaving a paper trail because maybe you're not. Maybe like for example, Montgomery County and Harvey. I've gotten no justice. They've gotten away with what they're doing, but they're still doing it 10, 20 years later. And one, we just, you know, we've had two different FBI agents pick up the paperwork and look at it. And the day is going to come when we will have left enough paperwork that we're going to get convictions. And so you have to do the work, and it's a ton of work. It's going to be a full-time job, but you need to do the right. paperwork, maybe not just for you in the here and now, but for the future. And that's what Liz and I are doing right now. We're telling the stories. We're doing the paperwork. You're going to write that book. You've got all these court documents, and you have to pay for these court documents. I know my family, I did. we paid thousands and thousands of do- dollars yep. same, for these court here. documents. Thousands, the other literally thing thousands. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that you need to do is you need to call your elected officials. And I know I've heard it. They don't care. They're not doing anything. They know about it, and they don't care. But you're putting them on record when you call or you're sending those emails that they received the emails and they chose to do nothing. <laughs> then when someone runs for office against them, you give them the dirt. This is the dirt. The politician who runs on this, and throws their opponent under the bus as being guilty of these crimes, you will win the election because this is a bipartisan issue. Whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent, this is disgusting. So, oh, it's it. terrible. It's, it's terrible. You, and yes. it, it, you know, like you, so, you were saying, because famous people, it happens to them only, but it happens to everyday people too. It really does. Absolutely. Put that in. Put that in your book. I'd love to see a little Harvey. Session, I will. You know, and talk about the everyday people that this does happen to. That it's not. It's not just famous people, and it's not just super rich people. It's like right. throwing a needle against a wall. They're going to see what sticks. So the first right. thing they do, right. and I have it figured out. 
And we've got 10 minutes left, so I'm going to real quick tell you left. how they do it. Yeah. yeah. So they basically, wow. they they find their victim. They're trolling the nursing homes. They're trolling. They find the victim. Once they put them in guardianship, then they do the asset search. Now, once you're in guardianship, you're not getting out. Whether you're rich or poor, you're not getting out. If you're rich, they're going to divvy you out to you know, a certain guardian that handles the rich people because they know they're going to be more in more litigation with family members. Nice. But if you're if you're poor, you're it's like McDonald's, fast food. They're going to make money off you on volume because now they're right. going to get they're going to commit Medicare fraud. They're going to bill Medicare for all these services. They're going to keep your Social Security check. They're going to pretty much liquidate, you know, maybe the two thousand dollars that you have in your bank. But a lot of the people own right. their homes. Whether that's you're, right, that's if an you're asset. broke, yeah, Big if, asset. You're, if you're an elderly person and you still are living, you know, you still feel broke all the time, but you probably own that home. And that home is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that, yes, that is an asset that the guardian is going to target. So they're always going to liquidate the home. And they're going to, and this was uncovered, there's an article that was just uncovered in Florida, and they wrote the whole article about how it's done. And they always use the same real estate agency. The guardian is going to hire the real right. estate agency, Criminal. and they're going to sell the home. Yep, they're going to sell the home under value, and then you're going right. to watch. You can go to I, Zillow. I you can go to Zillow and watch it. Yeah, and right. then they're going to sell it again in a few months and make you know two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars profit. So yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all documented, what we're saying. You can, you know, a quick right. Google. I'm going to give a couple names for people to Google. These are some guardians that have been found guilty of felony behavior, and you're going to Google these to make to know that Liz and I are not living in a conspiracy theory world. These are serial killer guardians. Are you ready? Court-appointed okay. serial killers. The first one for you to Google, April Parks of Las Vegas, Nevada, and Clark County, the dead bodies. Are you ready for this? When she got thrown in jail, she wasn't able to pay her storage unit fees. So then um, they did one of those, like, storage wars, and they found all, like, I think, I don't even know, 100 cremated remains of all her victims. Basically, the bodies were in the storage unit. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. Okay, so you can you yeah. So fact check me. Everyone fact check me. The next one that you're going to fact check, here's um, Serial Killer Guardian, Rebecca Furley out of Florida. I believe it's Phineas County. What she was doing is she would sign a do not resuscitate on all her wards against their will. And there was a person who actually got a videotape of the ward begging, please do not sign the do not resuscitate. I want to live. People should realize a lot of people who are put in guardianship aren't all having dementia. A lot of them are in their right minds. But right. they might have had right a urinary that. tract infection. Yep, they might have had a urinary tract invention. Otherwise, you got shady doctors that are, you know, say, oh yeah, yeah, they have to, you know, when they don't. And I mean, there's so much shady stuff going on. So anyway, Rebecca Furley put all these um, do not resuscitate orders on all her wards when they could have been resuscitated and lived, and they are they died. And in fact, I mean, wards begged, wow. please do not do that to me, and she did it anyway. She's just sick. She's sitting behind bars today. Another serial killer guardian that just was arrested 
and pled she actually pled guilty just a few weeks ago and her name is Tracy Higgins out of Florida so these people wow. there's a lot of dead bodies following these guardians so these are convictions that I have just said so I I can legally call these people serial killer guardians and you can fact check wow. me but there's a lot more serial killer guardians that haven't been prosecuted or convicted yet so if I Absolutely. just mentioned three if I've just messaged three, and you can listen to all the different shows that go on on this program, Marty's been talking about guardianship for 13 years. I guarantee you there's more serial killer guardian, three, that I just mentioned. They're out there. Absolutely. We want convictions. We want justice. There are These are court-appointed serial killers. Fact-check me. I just gave the names. Yeah. I it's disgusting. I totally believe it's it? horrible. Horrible. It is, and, you know, because I, I have to say, since I know the two people who abused and it, who knows what they were doing. They, you know what they would do? They, right. they had a care home. They were keeping the drugs from all the other patients. They were allowed to keep the drugs and, and give them to other patients. So they were over-medicating Rusty. Yeah. They gave her four sleeping, four sleeping pills a day. Yeah. And that, that's criminal. They should be in jail. They should be in jail for a oh, long time. Yeah. Absolutely. And there could have been a patient that was genuinely in pain and needed those drugs and they, they right. took them from them. It's, yeah, it's very, it's bad. super disgusting. Oh, well, we've got, bad. we've got like five minutes left. I'm going to real quick tell our sponsors. Our shows are sponsored by Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, and we're going to be doing our summit live next next Saturday, so we'll have more information following next Friday about how to tune in and listen. We are also sponsored by NASCA, the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse, and you can read more stories on guardianship abuse at stopguardianshipabuse.org. We're also internationally sponsored by ASGA, A-A-S-G-A-A. That's the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse, and you can read those stories at www.aasgaa.org. We are also sponsored by Shenanigans in the Montgomery County. So you can go to that Facebook page and read a whole bunch of court documents about the evils that go on in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Now, next week's show, we're going to have Diogenes on. And Diogenes is a um, history buff, computer science I mean, very, very knowledgeable, and we're going to basically be talking about the rise of AI, artificial intelligence. People are using artificial intelligence to write documents, to go pro se and use um, artificial intelligence. We're also going to use um, kind of the story of the Mirage Man. It's a movie that was out and what the government conspiracies are really about. So we're really excited for that show next Friday. And um, as always, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, especially on TikTok. And these shows will be also broadcast on all of your favorite platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and, and the like. And it sounds like we're going to be able to watch this on TikTok, too. Is that correct, Liz? Yeah, I think they're going to save it for me. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Oh, you know, I'm goodness. pretty new at this. I can't. Yeah, in a couple of days. I I can't wait to I can't wait to see it on TikTok. It looks like we had a huge following on TikTok, and we did. I and I'll link so up with it too. I'll, I'll do a video, special video to link up. 
Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. It has just been such a pleasure having you tonight. I know Thank that you. Marty and Rusty would be so happy that we got together because they helped bring us together. And I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing, spreading the word, and using Rusty's story as a catapult. And it looks well, like we're you. about to be, they're about to hang up on us. So I just want to say good night and thank you so much. Good, good night, night everyone. everybody. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Carl. Good night. All right. Good night.